Hello, you're listening to a certain degree. I am your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Nick Jorgudiu. Thank you for listening to this episode 198. This originally aired on WPRK on September 14th, 2020, and features just one guest. Well, the one guest that's a band that it just encompasses two people. Faust and Bison of O2. That's a confusing. Just listen to the episode and go and listen to their music all over the place, wherever you can stream it on bandcamp.o2.com or anywhere else that you get your music. I don't know where you get your, I can't say where you get your music. I don't want to be that person saying you get your music here. That's, that's not a person that exists. Thanks for listening. Hello, you are listening to a certain degree. I'm your host, Nick Chargudiu. This is episode 198. Who would believe we would have made it this far? Certainly not my high school guidance counselor, but that was mainly because the technology for podcasting and the internet was not yet available. This is a special episode of the show where I go back and find nuggets and gems from past episodes, as if I am a prospector. For this episode, I wanted to do something a little different. Earlier this year, pre-pandemic, in the before times, as I call it, Faust and Bison came on the show. You may know them as the band O2, and it was a pretty incredible interview, if I do say so myself. Since they appeared on WPRK and this show, they got a great write-up in the Orlando Weekly, they released their first full-length album, and like many musicians, they are stuck at home, not touring. I wanted to revisit the interview to find one or two segments to include in a clip show, but I felt like it deserved more, like an entire abridged episode dedicated to O2. O2 the sequel, if you will. Let's start with a song, then get to know the band. From their new album, A Time to Be So Small, this is Long Drive on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida.
Bison and Fauster here. Good morning. Top of the morning. Top yeah. of the morning. <laughs> it is very early. You're right. It is literally the top of the morning. Thank you guys so much for coming out, being here this early, cleaning up all of your tracks so that we could play them on the radio. I really appreciate that. <laughs> that took some doing on uh, your part, Bison. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. It took, so. took a little while, but not too bad. Okay. Expected good. to be a lot worse. As but it, the uh, as the producer, mm-hmm. right of O2. How does yeah. it work? Like what? So, MC Faust and producer Bison. Is that how it works? Like, what are your titles? It's a dream team. <laughs> We're the dream team. No, it is uh, a dream that, team. That is basically how it works. Um, it's a lot. You of... guys are dreamy. Let me just set the scene. <laughs> yeah. Bison's to my left. Faust is to my right. right. We're sitting across from each other in the new WPRK studios. Quite handsome young men. We try to be. Okay. It took nice me job an hour to do my hair like this. I, it, it does. It, it's a poofy bouffant that I really like. The colors are spot on. So I really like that too. Bouffant. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I was not French enough for you. I appreciate that. Uh, so yeah. So title wise, what do you guys go by as far as like within the band? Uh, I'm Faust. I'm the, uh, I guess it would be the, the MC of O2. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Bison, so I guess producer, um, engineer kind of thing. So Everything else? Basically everything yeah. about the music part of it. Okay. <laughs> and he's everything about the words part of it. Got so it. That's sort of how that works. Perfect. Well, we will get into that a little bit more. I want to learn a little bit more about that. That was the song, a brand new song called Long Drive. Mm-hmm. And that'll be coming up on your uh, upcoming album. I'm sorry I hit the table. Uh, <laughs> that'll be coming up on your upcoming album. So far, yeah, that's the plan. Where I, that one might have a feature on it, we don't know. Um, there's a couple tracks that we're sort of waiting on people, but yeah. as of now, yeah, that one, that one for sure. I, I mean, that track, I like that track a lot. Yeah, it's uh, we we got a full length album coming out, but that's definitely one of the ones we're pretty proud of. When you say feature, that's somebody else uh, who's going to do a lyric, a couple of lyrics on the song uh, for you guys. Right. So I um, <clears throat> I might be. I'm probably the best rapper you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Great. But sometimes you just need to have like a side dish. You know what I mean? So oh, on yeah. a couple of these tracks, we're going to get mashed potatoes. I might get some collard greens, green beans, you know. Some gravy. Side dishes. Yeah. So you're going you're gonna to so hit up Lucky the... and ask like, hey, man, where's the mashed potatoes? We're waiting on them. We paid, we paid exactly. $500 for some mashed potatoes gonna, about a month ago. I'm going to hit Lucky <laughs> for some French fries, for some mac and cheese. Nice. All right. Well, I don't know you guys at all. So you reached out a local group, local Mm -hmm. uh, hip hop group and uh, wanted to have you guys on the show. But I want to get to know you a little bit better, Bison and Faust. We're going to play a game right now. uh, 20 questions. But instead of saying up or down or yes or no, you're going to play a game called show or tell because nothing's better than showing. I want to I want to see your new album. I don't want to hear about it. I want you to tell me about (laughs) it. I want you to show it to me. So show if you're for something. Tell if you're like, no, thank you. That's not for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Gotcha. All right. Let's start with technology. How about driverless cars? Show or tell? Tell. You're, oh, Faust out of the gate. Out of the gate. Like, uh, there's no doubt about it. No why doubt Why about is that? It. You have oh, a control man. issue? Nah, man. It, well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not a, a chauvinist, but uh, to quote, you know, uh, Will Smith in, in Men in Black, you know, I got to drive. You know, so, you know, I don't want I don't want no Wait, robot driving my SRT. You know, you, so you're not a robot chauvinist is what you're saying. Robot chauvinist. is yes. The coolest thing I've ever heard. in my life. <laughs> I'm absolutely whatever that entails. <laughs> I like I like how you guys I'm hoping some of this will inspire new songs as well. Robot chauvinist. Robot probably, chauvinist. Most likely. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably be show on that one, actually. 
uh, I went to Vegas to visit some friends, and yeah. we got into a lift that was a BMW self-driving car yeah. by a company that has a startup there. So it was like a not Tesla thing. And uh, that was insane. I was surprised. Like, to watch that car navigate, like, the Vegas Strip was it, it was like the guy like was sitting in the car and they had like a technician and the one guy and then he's sitting there and he goes all right so now we're going to self-driving mode and he like pulls his hands off the car and we just sat it was like a 10 50 minute ride completely driverless and it was totally fine and it would show like the computer and like how the car was thinking it was i don't know it was something else it was pretty cool so so were you talking directly to the car or no the to the person? people there that, yeah, okay. that and it was like there were people representatives of the company that were like the technology development guys so they like walked me through exactly how it all works and everything so get rid of the people altogether. Would you still get in it and go on a little trip? See that 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 that's a little that's a little weird. Oh, I think, I think okay. if I got in there with nobody, like no one in it, and it was just like an empty front seat, I'd be a little weirded out. So if we do like a mannequin driver, would you feel a little bit better? Like I, a little just, animatronic, that's just a little little terrifying, like a Pirates of the Caribbean sort of like animal. animatronic yeah. driving yeah, yeah, car. Yeah, 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 I don't stuffed, know about that one. Stuffed <laughs> yeah, bear, stuffed bear, yeah, like Chuck E. Cheese or something. Yeah. I don't know. Chuck E. Cheese is driving the car. That'd be, that, that would that be, would be I would little, get in for the experience of that. Hey, see, like, all I, I can think of is Five Nights at Freddy's when you say that. <laughs> that kind of freaks me out a little bit. All right. Very good. How about let's go to professional wrestling, show or tell? Mm. Show. Okay. Bison out of the gate. Definitely show. For it. Show. You got to show. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you guys agree on this one. Mm. I'm hoping you guys learn a little bit actually, more about each other we as met. well. We, we wrestled. We, we, we wrestled. Were, I forgot about that part. We wrestled. <laughs> Uh, professionally, amateur wrestling, like what kind of wrestling was it? We did uh, not meet because of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I was wondering how far you would go with that bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, this is about where that ends for me. But I had a history teacher that was actually in like an amateur like WWE thing. Mm -hmm. um, his name was Dan Perella. I'm going to give a shout out in case he's listening. But uh, he, was a, he was a history teacher of mine and he would go as the Golden Sheik because he was uh, part Syrian. And so his oh, whole nice. thing was he was like the the fake manager, but he would get like a pile drive and a bunch of other stuff. Always thought it was kind of cool, but. And he would do that in class, like if you got the wrong answer. No, unfortunately, we we would try to egg him on, like try him to get him to do the golden chic thing, like come on, do it, do because we all knew, but like he didn't tell us. We figured it out, and then eventually he was like, okay, yeah, you, and then he told us where he does the show. He does them at like SuperCon in Miami and stuff like that. I always thought it was really cool. Suplex a hall monitor. Yeah, basically, That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, that sounds pretty good. Uh, you watched it growing up, or is it something that uh, yes. is, came to you recently I besides your high school experience? So I actually thought it was really dumb for a while, and then I kind of got it because the idea of like you and a bunch of friends getting hype for something that's totally not real, and you're just getting excited just for the point of being excited about something and cheering someone on just to cheer someone on. I don't know. I think that's fun. I mean, my yeah. friends do that all the time. We'll watch like nature documentaries and cheer on the line and be like, yeah, get that elk. I mean, like, it's the same thing. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like you're watching something and it's like you just get excited to get excited. And I can see WWE just kind of feeding into that in an interesting way. So, yeah, get, props get that to elk. All. all right. Get that elk. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys are from the Florida area or you're uh, I am. transplants? I'm a transplant. I'm yeah. A, I'm actually from East LA. So Faust, you came yeah. a little a little ways to get yeah, here. Across the pond. That's, yeah. that's what we say in LA. Yeah, yeah, across yeah. The across pond. the, across the, the land physical vest. pond. <laughs> physical pond coming soon. The dirt pond. Dirt pond. Yeah. yeah. So why what brought you out here? Uh I came out here in uh I think it was two thousand sixteen. Okay. Just had a had a cousin out here. Uh this is before I, I was in um a couple of bands back in LA but this is before O2 was a thing and then I just sort of 
I guess we'll get into this later, but that's I came here just to see my cousin and spend a year away, you know, mm-hmm. get something new. It's also very cheap to live here. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know, certain things made me stay. Nice. All right. And Bison, you're from here? Yeah, I was born here and I haven't left. <laughs> so, nice. yeah, I've been here the whole time. So let me ask you this, show or tell the beach? Tell. Oh, man, tell. Oh, not beach fans. Do not like yeah, the beach. Man, this, you could keep this on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you're from L.A., so you don't yeah. like either beach. I don't like any beach. Any beach anywhere? No. Okay, great. No. Unless, yeah, that's good to know. No. I think I think maybe it's because, I don't know if it's the same sort of situation, being around it all the time. Mm. And yeah. I, like, I, I go every summer with my family, and like that's cool because you know, I love seeing my family, but not a huge fan of the beach. Not okay. Not my thing. There's it's it's not it's a location it's not an activity. I, I think a That's lot of a people to like it. to stand there, you know, stand there thirty minutes, go into the beach to urinate, <laughs> go back onto the shore, stand some more, you know. Yeah, that does sound like a lot of my trips to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dirt or sand. Yeah, urinate. Hopefully, not get bit out back on the sand. I avoid getting bit everywhere I am. <laughs> Anywhere I am, I avoid oh, okay. getting bit. That's good life advice. Yeah. Life advice. And you heard it here. Fast. Uh, all right. How about colonizing Mars? Show or tell? Show. Yeah, show. Big show, show on that. Oh, okay. Zeke Zeon. Yeah. Zeke Zeon. I think you can say Zeke Zeon. <laughs> what is that? It's a Gundam I, reference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, so do you guys want to go? Yeah. Uh, well, do you want to be see, the first the band there? The way my life is set up, I can't go to the Mars right now, but I want other people to go to the Mars for sure. You feel like you have too much going on. Your work is not done here on Earth yet. That's I couldn't have said it any better. Yeah, I, yeah. That's, that's kind of how I feel about that one. <laughs> okay. My work yet is not yet done. They don't have Ableton on Mars, I don't think. Not yet. I'm sure you could bring think, one. Probably could. I could, probably could bring my laptop, I think. I think they they'll me, need producers think, on Mars. I think Elon Musk will let soon. me bring my laptop, or is he going to develop his own DAW, and I can only use that one? I don't know. I'm, kinda, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to gentrify Mars, you know? Yeah, I'm that's not, true. I'm not trying. I want to let it be Martian. You think you think Elon Musk is going to go there and like set up a Starbucks on Mars? That's my fear. He's going to buy some. There's like, going to be a lot of. Uh, it's not going to be Jamba locally Juice. owned. He's not going to turn a shop. He's going to turn Mount Olympus into like a thrift store we that sells a, like used T-shirts for like eighty bucks. <laughs> we have to respect. Uh, okay, so I want you guys to come up with that plan. We'll have bad business ideas in the second hour. We'll so put it together. Mars gentrification. Yeah, I'm going to start taking notes I like here. That. I feel like I've gotten to know you guys a little bit better. You've gotten to know each other, hopefully better. Yeah, I mean, has this brought you closer? I, I, it's like I'm looking at a whole new, a whole new bandmate. It's Bison Two, no longer Bison Junior. <laughs> bison Two Point Oh. Two. Skipped actual Bison. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we're over that. I'm Nick Turgudio. You're listening to a certain degree. This is an abridged version of my interview with Faust and Bison of the band O2. Their new album, A Time to Be So Small, is available on all the streaming services, and you can support them on their Bandcamp site with the purchase of merch, the merch purchase, the merches. Here's another track from that album. It's called Time for This on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. I got lots of time to give 
lots of time for this I got lots of time to give Beans of speed like a Hellcat, yeah Hope I call you if you sell that, yeah Play shows, yeah, I don't really do that, yeah Everybody left on red light, yeah Cause I'm really going to withdraw like, yeah Pops really hate it when I sip like, yeah Suicide doors give me closure, yeah Give out all the love for exposure, yeah Lurking the night like a soldier, yeah Rolling over mud bulldozer, yeah Why I'm really fixed for closure, yeah Put another band in the folder, yeah yeah, never trust it's like I told you, yeah. Sipping on coli at the wine glass, yeah. My drink sink like a boulder, yeah. Brother got give me a cold shoulder, yeah. Now my brother got race on his mind. He gonna find God anyway, yeah. Drive that shash like a getaway, yeah. Free pick of beans was my gateway, yeah. At the liquor store on the daily, yeah. Still feel good to be a failure, yeah. Sorry, I wish I should've told you, man. Lots of time for this, I got lots of time to give. Lots of time for this, I got lots of time to give. Lots of time for this, I got lots of time to give. Lots of time for this, I got lots of time to give. She really knows that I need her, yeah. I'm really out with some beamers, yeah. Yeah, she fixed my fever, yeah. And if three swords are cleaner, yeah. Got no time, I'm a dreamer, yeah. Got another fire just for seeding, yeah. Oh, oh. Give up my mind, oh. Before I fade away. Give up my mind, oh. on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick, and I have the band O2 in the studio today. And there's two of them. But I don't think that was the original intention, was to have the same number of people in the band as in the name of the band. Uh, It kind of worked out that we're O and 2 for band members. Uh, (laughs) So Faust and Bison are here. Uh, Faust, say hello so everybody recognizes your voice. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And Bison? That's me. Okay, great. I think. So now we can tell you apart. I appreciate that. Uh, O2 has gone through some changes over the years, but the band has started in 2016? Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. correct? So you guys got together. You've had some different bandmates over time, but uh, the next, this iteration of the band this iteration of O2 is coming out with its uh, is U2, and you're going to come out with your new full length album mm-hmm. in the near future. Yeah, so this you're year. working on that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was curious because I, I think that you know we have a lot of pop culture about bands and music and musicians, not a ton about hip hop except for the last couple of years. So in general, um, you know, you have the producer Bison, and you have uh, the MC Faust. How is the writing process work for a band like this? And how do you kind of work together, collaborate? And when are you guys apart working on your own things? You know, it, it's funny that you mentioned that, like, there's a lot of press about bands and like hip hop doesn't really get that same sort of, at least when it comes to, like the production aspect of it and how that yeah. kind of functions in the writing process. Because that was the thing we struggled with is we didn't know how to do it. So like for the first couple years, there was like, I would like make like 
50 beats at least and then I'd send them to them and then they would like write to them and then we'd get back and then we'd go into the studio and we'd like work with the beat but like what we realized over time was that those beats that I'd make I'd make them and then like because no one was in the studio to tell me like no that's good or why don't you do this it a lot of them just kind of fell flat because mm -hmm. it was just me like going until I thought they were done and then I'd move on so we kind of switched it and for the past couple projects what we've been doing is I won't write I won't do anything at all until Joe shows up so he'll write something like at home, like a couple of verses, a hook, something, and then I'll start from scratch and I'll make a beat. You know, we'll either we'll pick the sample or we'll start with the drums and we'll kind of work our way until Joe's like, that's good. And then we're like, all right. And then he jumps on the mic, records his part. We do a quick mix and then uh, we'll like we usually polish it up afterwards after we listen to it and make changes. So that's kind of the whole process, I think, beginning to end for the most part. So it's like the the music, for lack of a better term, the music writing comes after the lyric writing starts. Yeah, usually. Um, at least most time, sometimes you'll write something, Joe will write something while we're there and then um, kind of we'll just kind of figure it out while we're in the room. Mm -hmm. Other times, like I think last time that Faust was over, um, he already had stuff written ready to go. So he was just like, hey, I'm thinking about something like this for this track. And I'm like, all right. And then we just kind of get as close as we can to it. And then uh, we record it and then we start tweaking it, tweaking it, tweaking it until it's done. That's sort of the idea. Yeah, like especially this iteration, like you said, of the of, of O2 has been bizarre, but it's been absolutely nonchalant. Like we've, uh, every time I go to the studio, Bison and I start with usually percussion. Here's a vibe I want to go for for this song. Okay, yeah, is cool. it kind of fast or slow? Yeah, or? It's, it's been it's been pretty quick. We've been, what we've been doing is like, sorry, I got, I'm in the mood to make you know like this is a sad song or this is like a yeah. a song for like you know kicking butt or whatever. Uh, and then what what we'll do from there is we'll find a key, we'll we'll do the the percussion, maybe find a sample, and then um, pretty much it comes together in front of our face. And once we're doing that, I'm writing the whole time, you mm -hmm. know, because um, previously. We were making more boom bap, kind of uh, old head, gonna rap, and that kind of thing. Um, where it was basically with lyricism and all that, I'm I was writing a lot of uh, just just poetry, a lot of uh, really focusing on the lyricism of it. And these days, I'm still hopefully doing a good job with lyricism, but uh, I'm more almost like uh, I hate to compare it, but like to bebop, I'm just writing, I'm soloing. You know okay. what I mean? So I'm writing what what we're doing together. He's going to be my drummer. I'm going to be, you know, writing that and going along and really emphasizing the beat more. And I find with with rap these days especially, it's all very focused on the beat. It's all focused on the swing of it. Um, so what I'm saying is still important, but it's uh, not the focus, not nearly as much as like boom bap hip hop or like old school hip hop, where it's you're just listening to this guy's words and there happens to be a beat behind it. Now, right, it's, right. now it's sort of the reverse, um, in a sense. I guess right. we're trying to meet that in the middle. I think that's sort of the right. idea, yeah. is that we're trying to make stuff that's, you, you know, there's nothing wrong, and there's like this weird sort of hesitation for artists to just kind of ex like accept that making something poppy and making something fun mm. is like, there's people who are like, oh, I don't want to do that. That's selling it's out. It's got to be serious. It's, like, it's got to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you can like do that. Like you can totally make something that's a bop or something that people really love and people want to put on that's like exciting and still have some substance to it. Like there's, right. you, you don't have to choose and people feel like you have to and I think that's silly. Quite a bit of the writing I've been doing for this album in particular has been very, very introspective and we've heard with a couple of the people we've collabed with they're like, this is strange because you have you've reached the you've struck this bargain between these really slappy, boppy 
beats, and uh, you just have this monotone sad guy on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we're just it's it's been easy. We've just been showing up and cranking out two or three songs every time we meet up. That's awesome. Well, Faust, uh, just for curiosity, yeah, well, you know, in the songwriting process, like, I, you know, in my mind, it comes in, you're done with the song, you're done with the lyrics, and then maybe you put it to music. In some cases, when you're putting it down and uh, you have this beat in your head and now you're, you're working with Bison and mm -hmm. it's maybe changing a little bit, does that change any of your lyrics or the way you deliver absolutely, them? Absolutely. You have to rearrange it. We just dealt with that recently. Um, so usually I'll write them on the spot once he has the beat in front of me. But okay. there are times where I wrote it before yeah. and you just have to rearrange it or rewrite it, mo quite a bit of it, um, just so it fits. You know what I mean? I think a lot of it more than lyrics is more of cadence exactly like going into it so like oh, last yeah. time there's a song that we actually queued up that's going to be coming up next probably best of it all right and when we recorded it first it was an old old verse that he had written and when he performed it when i was listening i was like this is like too staccato it's too like jumpy and, and, and percussive it's like you should really like drag that out and so he went in and he did a second take and completely changed the cadence. And then once we layered those two takes mm. on top of each other, it was like exactly what we wanted. And like, which is cool because that was not the original intent of right. that verse, you know. And it just that's sort of like part of the, that process is like you'll write something or you'll have like a good idea of how this is going to be. And then yeah. when you get into it and you start recording, you realize, ah, oh, this doesn't work. And you just a few little changes and it'll sound perfect. Yeah, the whole time we're giving each other feedback. The whole time we're building each other up. Like while we're making one song. I'm like, oh, I want drums here. And then he's like, oh, I want your words to kind of do this on that part. Yeah. And it's cool. It's a lot of fun. And, and the quick. big thing, too, with any kind of creative process is, like, making sure that, you know, you're not afraid to tell the other person, like, no, like, don't do that, which yeah. is, like, been the best thing for me. Because, like, when you're producing, like, I need him to tell me, like, yo, like, stop. like Because it gets to a point where <laughs> you don't I'll need just, to do anymore. I'll just keep yeah. going, like, I know what I can add. I know what I can add. I know what I can add. But it's like, you don't need to do that. And, and I need someone to tell me stop because i'm never going to know when to, when to yeah. stop you know adding and adding and adding bison always makes me cry yeah that's time. the idea he always hurts my feelings <laughs> well how long did it take to get to a point where you trusted each other enough to feel like you could say something exactly as long as we've been together yeah, yeah. exactly so as long four i would say years I, well yeah Ish. i would say this year this year and i think year. the last like um when we recorded his first sort of like debut kind of ep with just him on it we were finding that it. was like the first time yeah. we were like okay like i got it because like there was a certain level of like going into that project uh the feel ep when we were going into that i was like producing for it and i wasn't really feeling it but then there was this level of like i'm gonna trust what faust is doing and it's gonna work out and it worked out that's exactly what happened and then it like clicked with me at that moment i'm like okay i get i get collaboration now like i totally get how this works there's a certain level of like letting go and being like Okay, I'm going to do everything that you say, and we're going to see what happens. And then you do that, and it it it'll either work out. But if it doesn't, you got to you can't be afraid to be like, hey, this isn't working. Mm. And that's kind of what we learned on that project, and we've been full in on on that mindset for this one. And I think it's been pretty beneficial. It's great. He does everything I say. He he actually drove me to work every day. That <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's me, Nick. Thank you for listening to a certain degree. If you like what you're hearing from the Bando too you might want to check out the write-up they got in the Orlando Weekly recently. Faust and Bison also did a live performance of their new album, A Time to Be So Small, on the band's YouTube channel. You can also hear the entirety of this conversation and some older songs of theirs at toacertaindegree.com. Let's hear another song from O2. This is the song Down, featuring Simid on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Come with me and go. 
Vegas, we been chilling, they fucking in the islands. Lately, sitting meditated, working on my patience when I get my whole team out. Sick and steady, hating, they be on the side like they mashed potatoes. We are elevated, hotter than the payment, should be serenaded, bullets penetrating, we out. I've been lately on a green route, trying to wake and live my dream out. Hit a roadblock and reroute, hit a roadblock and reroute. I'm so cold hearted right now, hit my soul all in my sound. I just don't wanna be around, I just get high when I'm down. I just get high, yeah. I just get high when I'm down. I got shooters all in my house, seen blood stains on my couch. Seen brothers kill each other over money, cause they want off of their mouth. Got M's and O's on my route, put a bullet hole in my doubts. I just get high when I'm down, get high when I'm down. I just And those pills don't make me free, but now I'm shifting the beast. And I skirt by with ease, which helps if SRT. Show me skirt, it's a tease. I'm on dope, I don't sleep. I need help, I'm on seas. He a low, he a B. Story switching up, but the man still settling to me. Yo, while you roll with the bag, told you twice I'm over with that. Why she calling me back? She just said she over with that. What you said you for? I love you like Hodgecomb. I don't know the tone, I don't know you don't feel alone. So they keep a pole on them In case shit gotta go down right now Cause nowadays someone might roll on them And we don't wanna end up in a road knockout No trust in this industry So I had to get a safe and a key Just to put my soul on lockdown, lockdown See my vision vividly Been on a mission lyrically Planning on a magazine right now Send me the way you been my G I can feel your energy about art, any kind of art, whether that's writing or music or uh, traditional uh, painting or something like that, when do you know that something is done? When do you know that, okay, I can I can move on from this one. I, I don't have to change the lyrics anymore. I don't have to change the beats anymore. I don't have to change anything in the background. I, I can finally move on. That's like the hardest question. It's like, and it the, just knowing when to step away, stop adding ingredients. Yeah is very hard um but i think it just sort of speaks for itself when it's done it's just sort of one of those things where it's just 
this let's sit on it for a week listen to it and then it's like okay it's it doesn't need anything else maybe you know we could have done that or maybe we could do that but we shouldn't let's just leave it alone <laughs> well at you some know? point you have to put it out into the world right? exactly you yeah. have to like force yourself to in a way step like have like a third person perspective on it and like think like okay i want the song to do something does it do that thing and mm. if it's a yes then stop like if you feel like yes then stop and if you feel like it's almost yes stop if it's <laughs> but if it's no then keep working on it and yeah. then figure out why it's not doing the thing you want it to do and then that's usually when things either hit the cutting room floor or it turns into you know something great because you worked on it you turned it into exactly what it needed to be and then you have to like walk away um, and of course it's like nearly impossible to like get to that moment to feel like it's done but when you feel like it's almost done chances are it's probably done <laughs> that's so, how i feel out of the eight songs you brought today, you know, speaking of cutting room floor, you know, and eventually 102 blows up and you guys do all your uh, B tracks from this part of your life with the, you know, the big album release that you have, the collected works of O2, all of that. How many songs didn't make it to this stage? At least, so like three, four. Yeah. So far, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, and that's the thing is like, we've had other projects where it was like, um, like almost double the tracks that we like had to cut it down to half. Like I know like uh, uh, Kristen, the last project we had, we had a bunch of tracks we had to cut yeah. or like things that only got halfway completed or we started working on a project, scrapped everything and started over. Like there's yeah. things that, you know, sometimes you have to work through to mm -hmm. figure out exactly what you want to make. Like you have like, you know, idea A, but once you start making it, it doesn't work. You know, figure out why it doesn't work and where you're actually going with it. And like, I know the recent revelation we had was like, we just want to make pop music. Like, right. that's all we're making really at the end of the day. It, it's pop music. I mean, it's it's hip hop and that's exactly what it is. And, you know, and, but it's like that pop element, that exciting sort of catchiness to it. Like, we realize like, oh, we love writing catchy hooks. So let's emphasize that. When before we were like, we're going to make big brain intellectual, you know, lyricism, make you think music. And then as time changed, we realized, no, there's nothing wrong with making a catchy hook, making something that's exciting that people want to grab onto that still has substance. And like, we had to work through that. We had to like throw a million tracks away to get there. Yeah. It wasn't doing the thing, as you yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> what about the idea of uh, you know, the track listings, we don't have traditional albums much anymore. I don't know if you guys are looking at this as something you're going to release on a CD, if you're ever going to put it on vinyl or anything right. along those lines. What about the actual track listing? How much of that goes into deciding what that songs are going to come out? That has always been very important. It's like yeah. numero uno, yeah. like important. So it's, your intention is for people to listen to it all through the whole album. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like albums are great because they're just the the unified sort of agreed upon artistic statement for mm -hmm. music. Like that's what that is. And so for us, it's like if you release a single and that's it, there's no context. It doesn't fit into anything bigger. So for mm -hmm. me, like that's the thing that I love is like you can have a great single, but if you have a great single that also fits into a great album, that's just that, that's the goal. We want every song to be like that. We want every song to be, you can listen to it on its own, but it's in there the for project, a reason, it makes more yeah. sense. Yeah. You know, it, like it, it's like, oh, I see why they even went in this direction. Instead of being like, oh, this is a bop, and then you move on. It's like, that's sort of the idea. The album is very, very important. Track listing is very, very important. Well, then let me ask you this. Have you come up with a song and you're like, or have you felt like there's a space in an album that needs this type of song and you actually have to oh, like, record and go out We've and do done that, that a bunch of times. Yeah. We've had parts, I mean, couple years ago we had a bossa nova album uh and it was like several times i think three times in the album we were just like screw it we're gonna sample some <laughs> like 1970s bossa nova we had a uh, like an old lady singing portuguese at one point and we also do a lot of skits um this new album is definitely no exception we're gonna have a lot of funny skits so tune in you guys 
but <laughs> it's going to be, we're, it's, we got to put it together before we know, you know, okay, let's add like a, something oh. here, something small here, a mm-hmm. drum break. What I've know. noticed is a lot of times like you'll, you'll think it's done and then you'll listen to it in order and you're like this jump between track five and track, you know, six is just wrong and it's like there's something that's begging to be in this yeah. spot mm. and that's usually the the last couple steps we always have this like this crunch time period at the very end where like we're all in the studio we're listening to it and we're like we just need something that sounds like this that's right here and then right. we'll start working on that we'll like review it and next time the cover we'll all listen to the demo tape over and over and over again and be like oh between track seven and eight we need something here whether it's a skit whether we need to like add an outro to a song an intro to another song like we got to make sure that this thing sounds cohesive. We can't have these random jumps or people are going to lose interest. So that's kind of... Bison and I both absolutely love concept albums is sort of one of the things. It's got to be not theatrical, but it's got to kind of have like a story beginning to end, I a narrative. Like, I like albums that have like a very clear idea, whether it's right. like a direct narrative or if it's like a concept. So like another an album that one of my favorite albums ever is uh, Original Pirate Material by The Streets. Mm. It's a UK garage hip hop yep. album. And what I love about that album is that, like, Mike Skinner really went out of his way to be like, this is what it's like to be my age in England at, in England. 2002. So it's like, this is, this is what it's like to be, this is my life, this is what everything about it, whether it's relationships, going out and partying, thinking about the future, politics, all this stuff, and, like, every song tackles a different idea, and he does it in just a brilliant way, and it's like, and I just love that album. That album just, like, from beginning to end, that concept is clear. And it's executed perfectly on every song. It's not necessarily a clear narrative, but it's a clear idea. And so that's kind of what we're trying to go for. Not for nothing. There is not enough Orlando music. So we're trying to do that. Shout outs to Orlando music. Yeah. Shouts to but the O. Definitely shout outs to Orlando. But um, yeah, that's the other kind of meta thing for us is we really want that to, to be huge. Well, I'd, like I'd we, say we cornered our market. We're probably the only <laughs> <laughs> our, our biggest competition is those damn scooters. So. <laughs> that is true. They do. Uh, they're working on a new album as well. So I'm they hoping are. you get an album out. Your album out. Maybe we can do one of those later. like Jay Z T Mobile deals, where like every time you get on one of those scooters, it plays our album and it goes double platinum in a day. I like you did with T Mobile, where like idea. like everybody with T Mobile got 444. Hey, and he's like, guys, oh, double guys, platinum guys, in a day. Save bad business ideas. We'll oh, do that oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. My Goodness bad. Gracious. <laughs> you're, you're just throwing the milk out for free. <laughs> I think that's how you do it. Yeah, milk. <laughs> Uh, something I want to talk about, um, as far as hip hop bands go, and I don't know, this might be true for most, uh, musicians and everything else, but what I found is hip hop, especially, and I think of a band like Brockhampton is not just the producer and the MC anymore. Mm. You need so many people, um, or so many people can be part of the experience. So many people can be part of the band. So Brockhampton has multiple MCs, multiple producers, but then, you know, the people who are doing the video, the people who are doing the merch, the people who are doing the website mm. and the social media are all really part of the band as well. Is that what you're seeing, you know, absolutely. Uh, for O2 or for bands in general? That's why this, it's O2 mob. We is absolutely. this hip hop specific, do you feel like, or is it every band is like that? I think hip hop is cool because it's filling a void that punk used to have where it's all very, I wouldn't say entrepreneurial, but it's very from the bottom up. Oh, yeah. Do it yourself. It's very DIY. So you have to have a guy for everything. You have to do it yourself. It's not like you give out a demo and then you have a team. It's like you have to have your own team first to get that demo out. Right. I mean, even from the start, hip hop was about community. Like, that's like the biggest thing about the genre that I think is awesome is that, like, it started with just block parties in New York, like, people just having a good time and hanging out and knowing everybody. 
And now it's like turned to this thing where it's like, you know, the reason that groups like, you know, Wu-Tang or Brockhampton, these huge mega groups that are like, you know, you don't even realize like, like the, the other artist that I think is a big, great example of that is someone like a Kanye West in the sense that when he produces an album, it's like, yeah, it's his name, but it's his name, his team, all of his friends, basically everybody is involved. There's like probably like 50 people behind every single Kanye West release, you know, and I think that that's something that we're trying to build over time. We have plenty of awesome people that have helped us along the way that are like mm -hmm. actively helping us do things. And we just kind of want to build that. We want everybody to be involved. You know, another artist we've been looking to a lot that both of us are huge fans of, at least structure and then well, music wise, obviously, but uh, from a structural standpoint, we're looking at is like the gorillas mm -hmm. where, you know, it's, it's Jamie Hewlett and Damon Albarn, a musician and an artist. And they're just like, well, we're going to make this big project and everyone's going to be involved and we're going to be, quote unquote, the biggest band ever because there's just so many people that they've worked with. And that's sort of what we're trying to build over time. That's been our main kind of like focus for right now. The members of the band O2 are Bison and Faust. But as they mentioned there, you can also be a member of the O2 mob. You can find O2 on all the music streaming services out there. Just search for O2. That's O-H-T-W-O or go to o2.bandcamp.com. I'm Nick Shurgudiu. Thank you for listening to this abridged version of my interview with the band from earlier this year. If you'd like to hear the entire interview with O2, other local bands, other local people, pretty much the people that I interview, if you want to listen to any of those, you can visit to a certain degree.com or subscribe to a certain degree wherever you podcast. You're listening to WPRK 91.5 FM.